from the darkest corners of the creepy old house down the street to the screams in the night. Settle in, para family, to join with Whitney and Brandon for another spooky episode of the Para Unity Podcast. <laughs> Hello and good evening, Para family. How's it going tonight? Welcome to the Para Unity podcast, and I am your only host tonight. It's me, Whitney. So, quick shout out to my buddy Brandon, and who's dealing with illness tonight with him and his family. So, Brandon, family, get ready, get better soon. I miss you. <laughs> so, I'm in control tonight. This is this is awesome. Oh my god. Okay. So, we're done with that. Couple of little housekeeping things before we get started with our guest, Miss Sin Schrader Hill tonight. Uh first off, I hope everybody that is listening has had a happy Halloween and I hope that you had visions of Hershey kisses and all the chocolate and yes, candy corns. We don't judge here. And I hope everybody had a wonderful and safe time with your families during Halloween. And I hope everybody's getting ready for the holiday season. That's creepy too, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Maybe with our guest, he might get an idea for something to shop for, for members of your family. So that could be very exciting. All right, we do have, of course, people in the chats tonight. So if you are online and you're in the chat room, pop me a message. And if you have questions for our guest, please feel free to pop them into the chat as well. And I think that's everything. Um, just a quick reminder, we are going to have a break on Thanksgiving holidays. So the third week of November of this month, November. And we will also be going on break for the winter holidays, too. But don't worry, we've got at least three or four shows to fill your eager spirits. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. He, Brandon just sent me a air dear. My lovely co-pilot just said, you got this home slice. Thank you. I'm very happy. All right. So. What we're here for, friends, is, of course, to welcome a very special guest tonight. So let me tell you a story. Tonight's guest, Sin Schrader-Hill, hails from Fayetteville, Tennessee. Sin is the founder and lead investigator of Elk Valley Paranormal, located in Lincoln County, and she is also a book writer. Her sensitivity enables her and her team to help so many others who are dealing with paranormal experiences. They utilize EVP analysis to assist other teams in the U.S. and abroad, as well as law enforcement organizations. That sounds pretty exciting. I'm fascinated with electronic voice phenomenon. I'm looking forward to hearing a really interesting take on it. So. Now, Sin has written several books about her experiences with ghosts, including Whispers in the Dark, True Ghost Stories and Eerie Tales. She also has a fictional book uh, called Web of Terror, a collection of short stories. 
Now, what I'm most intrigued by is her third book, They're Speaking, Are You Listening? My Most Compelling EVPs. Now, Sin wrote about these encounters with spirit voices. And what's really cool is the readers can actually go to the Elk Valley Paranormal website and listen to the actual EVPs that she writes about. She also has another book coming out at the end of 2022, but I'm going to let her tell you about that. So let's talk about her hometown, Fayetteville, Tennessee. It is the largest city and county seat of Lincoln County. According to the 2018 census, the population is listed at 7,017 people. Now, Fayetteville was established by an act of the Tennessee General Assembly in 1809 and was named for Fayetteville, North Carolina, where several of the earliest residents lived before moving to Tennessee. Um, of course, we must also remember that with the indigenous population, before the white settlers arrived in Tennessee, the land was the home of the Cherokee and Chickasaw tribes, which, of course, they lost their land um, in 1806. One of these days, we're really going to have to talk more about that because that's some hardcore spiritual phenomenon there. Now, one thing that I found intriguing when I was learning a little bit more about Lincoln County and Fayetteville was there was a really cool industrial history of the Elk Cotton Mill. I actually found that really neat. Um, according to what I learned, it began operation in 1901, and it remained in operation steady through the Great Depression and I think from what I saw, it officially closed its doors in March of 1997. They even have a reunion slash homecoming event for former employees and their families of Elk Cotton Mill. That sounds really cool. Um, one interesting note to make is that one fourth of cotton mill labor forces were children under the age of 16 from between 1880 to 1910. Uh, famous photographer Lewis Wicks Hine came to Elk Cotton Mill in 1910 and photographed many workers, including children as young as seven or eight years old working. I just find that fascinating. Um, another piece of history of Fay about Fayetteville is, because I love weather, February 29th, 1952, a huge F4 tornado struck Fayetteville and cut a swath of destruction through homes, businesses, trees, power lines. It did kill two people and injured 150. And as a side note to all my era friends and listeners that are out in Oklahoma or Texas, I hope all of you are managing well. I know you guys had some pretty foul weather out there over the last few days, so we're thinking about you. So let's get on to um, the ghosts and some of the creepy things that Elk Valley Paranormal, which incidentally abbreviated EVP, I love it. <laughs> uh, they have visited several haunted locations in their area. And one of the big ones is the old Lincoln County Hospital. Now this has been seen on some of the TV shows. I believe Ghost Adventures went there. The building itself used to be a, a boys' dormitory for Bryson College from 1919 to 1929, and then the hospital moved into the building in 1935. The uh, old Lincoln County Hospital remained in operation until September 10th, 2001. Wow, that's a pretty significant date if you think about it. 
Now, Elk Valley Paranormal has collected numerous images, videos, and of course, EVPs from this location. And I can't wait for Sin to tell us more about it. I love haunted hospitals. Now, another popular Tennessee haunt that Elk Valley Paranormal visited is the Hales Bar Dam. I actually love that place. So for those of you who have not heard of Hell's Bar Dam, uh, construction for this hydroelectric dam began in 1905 by the Chattanooga and Tennessee River Power Company. And construction was completed in 1913, later beginning operations on November 13th of that year. However, the dam was plagued with leakage problems from the very beginning and also it was built on a particularly dangerous area of the Tennessee River. In fact, in the power station, you could actually look down and still see the um, whirlpool in the river. That's pretty awesome. Uh, the dam was closed in 1967, but various structures still remain, including the powerhouse, which is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Additionally, there is a marina, and it does operate as an event space, and they do give tours there. And they also have a distillery there, which is pretty cool, too. Also, the Hales Bar Dam is extremely haunted by voices, moving objects, shadow figures, and strange sounds. And there's a lot of legends and interesting history surrounding Hales Bar, and I know that EVP has visited there. So without further ado, my friends and family, para family, let's go ahead and bring on to the show uh, Sin Schrader Hill, who is the author and wonderful uh, individual who is the founder of Elk Valley Paranormal. Welcome to the show, Sin. Hi, Whitney. Hi. Thanks for having me on here. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, we're excited to have you too. Thank you so much. So Sin, you guys have been around quite a few places. So let's start with the, but you know what? I like to kind of start with the basics. So let's start with an easy question. What was your favorite Halloween candy this year? <laughs> oh, oh, that's hard. That's, that's oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just hard. It's it's a toss up between Snickers and M and M's and mm. Reese's and you know just all that chocolate, all the chocolate all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! I, what were did you have any trick or treaters at your area? No, we are out in uh, like out in the desolate areas so we yeah we don't have anybody here well let's go ahead and talk about where let's go ahead and do that little basic tell us a little bit about yourself and your background before you started Elk Valley Paranormal okay well growing up I have always loved ghost stories always loved horror movies always liked to go to haunted houses you know the the fake ones the halloween ones and oh yeah um i didn't realize that i was sensitive at the time i had no idea I had no idea what that meant and honestly i had no idea until i hooked up with the first group 
that pulled me in, which was Ghost Hunters of Southern Tennessee. That was James Jones and Wayne Baker. So shout out to them from McMinnville. Um, right. Yeah, they actually brought me in the, the night that they came down to investigate my mom and dad's old store in Fayetteville. And from that night on, they asked me to be case manager. So it was just like I fell into it and I started learning from them. Um, I knew I always wanted my own group. I just didn't know how to go about it. So I learned from them and went with a few other groups to some of the places around like Lynchburg Haunted Home over in Moore County where home of Jack Daniels. Everybody knows where that is. Right. And uh, Hell's Bar Dam, you know, I went oh, over yes. there a couple of times with a, a couple of different groups. So uh, I've learned that no matter who you investigate with and you should investigate with different groups because you can learn so much. Everybody investigates differently and you can always pick up something new. Mm-hmm. And, you That's know, true. none of us are. Uh, experts in this because we're all still learning and it's it's just so wide open that it's good to have different perspectives one of the coolest things I learned um, was from this guy that he's now on EVP this is this is uh, my good friend Walt Marler Um, he's over in Saudi Daisy but he's still a part of EVP he's he's family His whole family is our family. Anyway, he brought in this plasma ball, you know, and those things, if you touch them. Yeah, yeah, the plasma ball. So it was incredible how the spirit that was in the Lynchburg haunted home at that night we were investigating would actually take um, commands and do them. Sean would say, Sean is my co-founder. He would say, um, can you touch it with one finger like this? And of course it would all go to the, you know, all the electricity inside that would go to the uh, point of the finger. When you take it away, of course it was going all over the place and they would touch it. You could see something was there because it would go to the one point. Then he said, can you draw a line like this? And it followed, like he just said, Um, it was just back and forth and it was incredible. So two, uh, another two in our group, including me, got a plasma ball after that night. So it's fun to learn new things. That is pretty cool. So tell me, yeah, so you were mentioning your co-founder. Tell us a little bit more about the members of your team. Okay, well, Sean, Sean was brought over from Ghost also. Um, He is around the Huntsville area more so. So he can find us places down in that area and northern Alabama, um, even though he's from this area. So he was brought in because he is Mr. Skeptic. Ah, you know, he can debunk anything and everything. And even if he's tried everything he knows, he still goes, you know, 
I tried everything, but I'm I'm gonna say it could be something, but I'm also gonna say it still could not be. Cause you just don't know. We <laughs> just don't know. So there's Sean. Um, I've got some great stories <laughs> about <laughs> Sean that would just make another another new book. It would be oh, it would oh be yeah comedy comedy in the paranormal field with Sean Rader. So Sean, Ooh, I like that. That's coming up. That's coming up. Um, <laughs> we have also have Walt Marler over in Saudi Daisy. He is this mountain man that is so in tune with nature and earth and uh, earth spirits and Indian you know, anything native. He's, hey. he's very, very, very in tune with that. If he doesn't know, he knows who to go to, to find it. And that's, that's what we like. If we'll tell you, if we, if we've never worked with something like you're bringing to us, we can reach out and find another group to work with you, or we can reach out and ask somebody else, Hey, what do you think about this happening at this person's house? So we're always doing that, always looking to talk with other people to get new ideas because we don't know everything. We just don't. Um, that's, that's that's basically our team. The three we have got. Um, Chrissy is um, she's been so busy becoming Dr. Chrissy that she hasn't gotten to do a lot of things with us. Uh -huh. but we have a doctor on our team now. Oh, that's good, actually. <laughs> so she's she's into all this forensic science and can do all this kind of stuff. So, um, but she's also on the pagan side and can come in from that end. So we we've got the Christian side, we've got the pagan side. We can meet in the middle with white light, and everybody's happy. You know, just as long as we stay safe, I'm happy. That sounds so fun. You know, uh, I think I remember speaking with somebody not too long ago about how important it should be to have a health professional as part of a team because they know how best to help, you know, should something go wrong. That's really cool. Sure. Dr. Chrissy. I Dr. like that. Chrissy. That is very lofty. I like that. Now, you also <laughs> mentioned... Now, I believe you were saying that somebody, wh who was the person that designed your book jackets? That is Mark Elliott Fultz. He is one of my very best friends in the whole wide world. I've known him for just a few short years, but I swear our friendship, friendship is decades long. Um, um, it's just, he's just one of those people that when I met him, we just clicked. It, it took a while for us to be able to work more together. But once we did, um, we haven't looked back and he is just an incredible artist. Well, you, I mean, uh, yeah. Has, yeah. The front of the books and um, the inside illustrations, that's all Mark. Um, he also, I call on him quite often. If we have something come up, that's a little confusing. Um, you know, how, let's just say talking about a residential investigation 
it's mm-hmm. a little bit cloudy. You know, you, you're not really sure what's going on, but you know that there's a lot of negativity in the home. You know, and negativity can cause a lot of turmoil and cause a lot of bad energy and just things like that. So a lot of times I'll reach out to Mark. Now, Mark moved from the Chattanooga area down to Milton, Florida. So he's right outside of Pensacola now. But he's still just a text or a phone call away. He picks up just immediately. And, you know, that easy, hi, hi, Sin, just like I've known him forever. I just love him. Um, but I will ask him to remotely look at it without telling him anything about the house. Nothing. Walt has uh, asked him to look at a couple of things before and not had him know anything about it. And Mark can draw the structure. He can, oh, you know, yeah. do a, a quick sketch of whatever structure we're about to investigate and he can pinpoint where the trouble is. And, you know, he's not been wrong yet. Now I'm not saying he's not going to be right. (laughs) I I maybe just jinxed him on that. And I'm sorry about that, Mark, if I did, but um, (laughs) you know, he's, he has, he knew like at Lynchburg haunted home, he knew where all the bad stuff was coming in and the owners, the ones that were leading the tours and different things, they were saying, yeah, that's, that's the room we don't really like to go into. It just feels murky. And, you know, he can find the energy he can, he can pinpoint the problems and he's just amazing. I love him. So it's like another member of your team, just remote. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. So you were mentioning so much about Lynchburg. Um, so let's go ahead and get into some of these places. But before we get too much into that, you've got to tell us about EVPs. What is it about EVP that has resonated the most with you and your team as investigators? <sighs> Okay, that's a that's a two part question. Okay, we got time. Yeah, so (laughs) the EVP, the name Elk Valley Paranormal, came because I love audio work, and everything around here is called Elk Valley this, Elk Valley that. So why not Elk Valley Paranormal? It just fit perfectly, and EVP, you know, was all the audio, so that was perfect. Um, as far as falling into the audio, the the first night, that first investigation that Ghost came down and investigated my mom and dad's store, I was basically the trigger object because I was daddy's girl. And um, they used me. They, they set the cameras on me, set uh, different equipment around me and just had me basically talk out into space to my dad to see if he was there. Um Oh, wow. They got two EVPs. And the thing is, that store, it's it's demolished now. It's not there anymore. But that store, the basement part used to be street level. So that's how much, you know, the roads have been built up over the years. But the basement 
dated back to the late 1800s and it was a turkey slaughterhouse down there and there used to be uh there were two big bats that they would boil the turkeys in there were hooks that still hung from the ceiling and just the whole thing and it was just a creepy basement and then this the second floor the first floor which you know had uh first floor then had become, um, had been um, a furniture store. It had been ice cream plant. It had been a Red Cross headquarters. It had okay. been different things. And then dad uh, took it over and it was an auto parts place for, uh, gosh, 40, 41 years, I believe. Wow. He died um, the in 2001. Um, toward toward the end of the month of November 11. So he, he died on the 27th of that month. So that was a terrible, time, terrible time. Um, it took us a while. Mom and mom and my sister were working down there and they tried to keep it going. But, you know, two females up against O'Reilly and Advance and, you know, the Walmart even. Um some people just did not want to buy auto parts from women, even though my sister can take things apart and put them back together. She's amazing. But me, I knew where the spark plugs were and that's about it. I could go. Find <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I knew where the exhaust pipes were hanging and the, the belts, but I couldn't tell you what they were for or anything like that. So mom would just say, here, come write a receipt. And that's what I did down there. But um, anyway, they tried to keep it going after dad died and kept it open for another two years. Okay. And after that, they turned the utilities off. So they were, the utilities were off a couple of years before Ghost actually came down to investigate. And one EVP they got, my dad never said. It, it's an old saying and I feel like it was either from the early 1900s, somewhere along in there, because it was just a holy mackerel, you know, yeah. and I've heard people say that, but my family has never said that. Okay. Um, the other EVP they got was downstairs from the basement and it was a bunch of clucking turkeys. We had turkey ghosts. Oh, man. <laughs> so I got bit. I mean, you know, hearing those two things, I was like, mm, I want to hear these voices. So I hit it hard. I hit it hard and just learned on my own. It was great. Sounds like it. So what would you say would be your favorite tools to use when you do um, audio recording? What do you prefer? Um, as far as equipment or equipment and also technique. Okay. Uh, we used to, when I first started out, we used to just record everything. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, going through everything after you've done an investigation, even after the investigation, you're exhausted. You're yes. mentally and physically exhausted and then have to go back and listen to all of those hours that you were there again and uh. try to find the voices. So um, I 
changed it the last few years to just doing birth sessions. So, okay. So that worked a lot better. I, I will occasionally let a tape, one tape recorder roll the entire time and then do bursts on top of it because we've gotten some strange interactions with that. Mm. So I can tell you a couple of things about that, but um, I love my digital recorder and speaker to play back with those birth sessions. Um, as far as other equipment during EVP analysis, that's basically my favorite. Just having that digital recorder. Mark, on the other hand, likes to use a one of the older tape recorders that have the little tiny cassettes in them. And I tell you what, uh, another friend of mine, Blackie Ree in Nashville, also uses the same modality. So okay. they, they get a lot on those little cassettes. So if you can find them, they're hard to find now, of course. Yeah, they are. But if you can find them, Mark and Blackie swear by them that they are better. So it's, you know, it's something I've not tried. So mm-hmm. some of your listeners out there might like to try that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, when I've gone on my investigations, um, I actually just use my phone. This recorder and it turns out it works pretty well but i feel your pain with just <laughs> recording the whole way straight through and i'm like i don't have time or the bandwidth to listen to this whole thing now mm-hmm. so i get it um now i was curious it because of course there's a lot of popularity involving the spirit boxes um, and also we've seen some of the shows have geophones and things like that. What would be, what's your take on some of those other audio capture devices? I love having a spirit box as part of an investigation. Sean and Walt and Mark hate it. <laughs> hate it. Hate it. All the static, they can't stand it. Um, I can... When I get home, I can take out the static and find the voices, you know, mm-hmm. just just take out a lot of the noise. But you can't do that during the investigation. You have to listen to the static. So I've got a little Faraday pouch that will okay. block some of it, but not all of it. It still comes through. And I've actually got a new little spirit box that I've not even tried yet. It's one of the newer ones from Ghost Stop. Um, and cause I just had the little, the little one that looked like a transistor radio, the little yeah, black one. Like the SP, I think that's the yes. SP7. Okay. The SP7, yeah. And I tried the SP11. I did not like it. I know some people do, but I did not like it. I couldn't get it to uh, help me find anything else or more. And it was just a little bit too complicated on what I was looking for. So I got rid of it and went back to my SV7 um, until it died. And then I've had to order this new one that I haven't tried yet. So got to go in an investigation to try try that spirit box. 
Wow. All right. <laughs> Catching up on the chat here. Um, Brandon has also sent his message saying, sorry, he's missing you, Sin. Um, Betsy Kulikowski, our awesome author, friend of the show, has said that she loves your book covers and thinks they're terrific. Thank we you. also have uh, Gail Williams coming on to say hello. Hello, Gail. And Brandon has also chimed in saying, I hate the 11. Really? So yeah. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one then. I'm act to be to be fair, I'm actually a little uncomfortable around the spirit boxes. Sometimes it just gets too overwhelming. Um, now I have seen a few groups use the um, Echovox app and plug that in when they're doing Estes method, for example. And apparently that does cut down on the I think it's the static. So I don't know. I, don't I know think either. the jury's out on apps sometimes. But as you said, yeah. So, as you, you said, know, we don't know everything. No. And and I'm a little bit critical about phone apps anyway, because mm. a phone a text can come in and give you a false reading. A phone call can come in, a vibration, anything like that. So um I know Chrissy has one that she uses on her phone all the time. And it's like, uh, it's similar to an ovulus. Okay. And now that's one thing I would like to have and try. An ovulus. Okay. Yeah. One of the newer ovulus. Um, and that you, you almost cannot find those. They're just They're hard. They are. They yeah. are. And I really want one. I don't want to pay all that money for it, but I really yeah. want Yeah. You know what? Maybe we should, you know what? We'll put a call out to the universe and be like, hey, grassroots effort, cheap equipment <laughs> that works. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Help us catch some voices. Yeah. Oh, Brandon has said that uh, he would sell you his Oculus 5B. <laughs> Does he hate it? No, he's just laughing a lot. Um <laughs> Brandon, reach out to Sin when you can and let her know your status on the ovulus. Um, <laughs> that's news to me, too. So, I mean, Brandon doesn't tell me everything, so that's good. <laughs> I wish he was on here with us. I wish well, he, he was kind of is. Well, he's, he kind of is. I think, yeah. Maybe he'll leave an EVP for us. Oh, that would be good. So we have, a, apparently there has been a time when we have captured an EVP on the show. Stop it. I don't, I don't doubt it. I, don't I mean, it's, yeah. Um, I'll tell you that some other time, but we want to hear more about your stories and things. So I am going to just give you free reign to tell us about a couple of your favorite haunted locations and your favorite voices. So Sin, take it away. Tell us a story. Okay. So just jump in whenever you've got a question or whatever. Will do. Because um, I can be long-winded. Um, no, not at all. Oh, oh, trust me. And my husband would go, oh, yes, she can. Um, <laughs> so one of my favorite EVPs I've gotten, and I've told this to many people, but it's still, it's one of my very, very favorite EVPs of all time. And it was done at a residence here in the county, um, I can I can kind of feel when something is happening around me 
even though I don't see it all the time. I've only seen I've only seen three spirits. I've seen several shadows, but I've only seen three spirits. And I've been doing this since what, 2013. I was a late starter. So mm -hmm. I only started in 2013. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a late starter too, actually. But a quick a, yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> I mean, I've read about I've read about the history of this forever, always. But it wasn't until over the last few years that I've actually gotten in and actually started looking. So who knows? Yeah. But yeah. now I now if I may, can I ask how your sensitivity works? Like are are you clairvoyant or how does no. it work? Oh no no no. Um I'm I'm not psychic. I'm not anything like that. Okay. A little sensitive. I can uh you know when your skin prickles yes and you know something's next to you you can't see it. Um one of the things that's I've had happen three times is being what I called rushed. And it's, it's where something just comes up at you and you can just feel all the energy and like they're screaming at the top of their lungs, but you hear nothing and you see nothing. And I've had that happen to me. Yeah. That's not fun. No, it is. <laughs> no, it is not fun. I don't get scared. Uh, I, but that makes me very uncomfortable, extremely uncomfortable. It's happened twice at the old hospital to me. Um, and once while we were on vacation, we actually went to Helen, Georgia and got a cabin. And uh, the next day uh, I told my husband, I said, we got to find some sage. We got to go get some sage. <laughs> Since then I carry sage everywhere, just in case, just wow. in case. Anyway, but back on this EVP that you were telling yeah. us about at this residence. Okay, so I could tell somebody was with me, could not tell who it was. It felt masculine, but again, I don't know because I can't see. I just said, I know somebody's with me. I'm going, taking pictures, come with me. So I went to the next room, continued taking pictures, trying to capture something on film. Um, got done in that room and said, I know you're still with me. Let's go into the next room. About the third time I did that, the EVP I caught later, of course, when going through it at home, I didn't hear it at the time. But the EVP I got after the about the third time I asked this spirit to follow me was, I've got better things to do than to follow you around all night. Wow, that's a long one. It was such a, such a grumpy little man, such a grumpy little curmudgeon. I loved him. But yeah. That's a very long sentence. That, yeah. That it's, it's actually, that's one that you can listen to from that. Okay. okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Another one on there that you can listen to from the Hell's Bar uh, was something that I caught when we were helping Mark and Walt with some public hunts, um, my friend Matthew, who was with the group, and he's still in my heart, he's with this group still. Of he course. just needed a little break, but he's he's like my uh, ghost magnet. And anywhere Matthew goes, something's going to happen. Something weird is going to happen. And it always does. So we were in the crossroads at Hell's Bar Dam. 
and he uh we were we were doing our birth sessions we were showing people as they came through how we did our birth sessions i had one uh recorder that was going continually and then our birth session recorder okay we had that going nothing happened in the first group the second group um just kind of weird there in the crossroads is just uh creepy just yeah you know it's just odd not really creepy but odd just odd well after about the second group matthew said i'll be back in a minute i'm gonna i'll be back so you know go to the restroom or whatever so he walked down the long hallway and i'm sitting there in my chair minding my own business um there's another group that had just gone to past us to another another set of um, people that were showing them how to do other things. Right. So um, I wasn't, I was alone, but not really alone, you know, and I was just going through the burst that we already had trying to see if we had anything. We had nothing yet, nothing, nothing, nothing. And about that, about 10 minutes went by and Matthew comes back and I'm just still going through my phone, going through a recorder, different things. And he says, Sin, are you okay? Yep. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> and he goes, come here. Okay. So I get up and I walk across the crossroad intersection, which was maybe 15 feet, maybe 20 at the most. And he said, turn around. And I turned around, my my entire chair was engulfed in this hazy red, like fog mist kind of stuff. But it was like a reddish. I've never seen it anywhere else, just there. And as we were watching it, it just kind of dissipated. It was retreating back behind my chair and then went around the corner of the wall at the far end. And we were like, that was weird. That was strange. Caught an EVP that I listened to later. And I'm like, Matthew, what is this? It sounds almost like a military cadence to me. It's, and my cut, I have a, um, a spirit guide that goes with me. Mm -hmm. He kind of, he kind of latched onto me um, here in the County and I never knew him in life. He's actually my cousin, but he died in Vietnam. And so I was, uh, I would think I was three, I was three or four when he died. So I I don't remember him. I don't remember anything about him, but he follows me. I think because of family ties and he knows I'm a little bit sensitive and know when he's around and that kind of thing. But I was thinking he was a Marine. So the first thing that hit me was like, oh, I think that was a Marine cadence or some kind of army cadence or something. And Matthew's like, I don't know. I can't figure it out. Pass, pass a couple of years by. And I'm talking to Mark, my friend Mark on the phone. And we're talking about Hell's Bar. And I said, you know, Mark, I've still got that strange EVP. I cannot figure out. And he goes, send it to me. Let me listen to it. I emailed it right away. And it wasn't five minutes. My phone rang and it was Mark. And he goes, 
That's the Indians. That's the Indians. That's the Indians. I told you okay. about the ones that you have seen. He said, I drew them. I drew them. And he said, they show up in a red mist. I had not told him oh. about the red mist. It was like, holy cow. I got chills and I got chills again, just, you know, all over. But the yeah. Indians. He said they are so excited to have somebody down there that's trying to communicate with them and they will show up. The first thing is that red mist. That's when you know they're around. So anyway, it was a chant of the Indians. That's why we couldn't make it out because it was their language, not ours. So you can wow. actually listen to that in the Hell's Bar section too. Yeah. So let's go ahead. And uh, that's a great segue to talk about the book. Um, so Sin, of course, is an amazing writer. And we're continuing our tradition of having amazing writers on Para Unity podcast. So tell us about this book of yours, especially your third book. Okay. So... The third book, They're Speaking, Are You Listening? My Most Compelling EVPs, was supposed to be my first one. Okay. I just couldn't figure out how I wanted it done because I knew I wanted people to hear it. And I couldn't figure it out. So I put Whispers in the Dark out, which was the 23 true ghost stories, mostly in Lincoln County. There's only five that aren't in Lincoln County. Okay. And they've all happened to me and my friends. Uh, and, the, and the team. So, you know, some of them are just eerie. Some, the first one is actually the bedtime story. I used to beg my grandmother to tell me. So I've been, I've been a warped kid since I was little, you know, <laughs> tell me a scary story. So I'll go to sleep. And she would always finish it with boo. Now go to bed. Oh, thanks grandmother. I can do it. Now I can do it. <laughs> so anyway, fast forward and I've decided I'm putting those on the website so people can actually go and listen to them. So as you're reading, they're speaking each chapter. There's over 130 EVPs in the book and you can go listen to them as you're reading through. Um, it's better to listen with earbuds or headphones. And some of them are easier to understand than others. Um, there's there's one from a cemetery here in town that. I can just see this woman uh, from the 1950s, this kind of glammed, you know, country girl. She wants to be glamorous, but she's a country girl. And the EVP is, I'm so tired of this ditch. Oh, yeah. Ah. So, yeah, you can find some things in cemeteries. If you go ask questions, they are there. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. And that's something that you and I spoke about. Mm -hmm. They're becoming more and more everywhere because people aren't necessarily closing their sessions, not just their investigations. But when you finish uh, a spirit box session, always close it and say goodbye to them. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. But goodbye now. Um, 
if you if you do use Ouija boards, make sure you say goodbye. Don't leave those things open. They're they're like portals and things can still jump through and come through. And they do. And we have got so many weird hauntings going on now because people simply have not closed the door. Okay. Yeah. So, so that, yeah. So that kind of brings us to an interesting question is, okay. So one big tip that you would have is close your sessions regardless, investigating communication, close it down, leave it behind. But what would be, yeah. So what would be some other advice that you would, and tips that you would have to give to other investigators that want to work more with EVPs? Ah, that is a trial and error kind of thing. Um, in, In the third book, I tell you what I do as far as finding EVPs, the steps I go through, um, the program I use, that kind of thing. I mean, I, I download everything to my computer and then run it through Audacity. Take out the noise. Um, sometimes you have to slow it down because, mm-hmm. you know, they're just they're they're just talking. They're just talking. Um, a lot of times they'll use um, like footsteps and. Even if somebody crinkles up paper, they can use that noise to communicate. So don't don't think just because you've got just a bunch of noise that you don't have anything. You might. You just got to look for it. You've got to you've got to use noise reduction and you might have to amplify some areas um, different things like that so that you can hear the actual words. And I've done that on most of the ones that you hear. There's there's a few class A that I hadn't had to do anything to. Um, but those are few and far between as far as what I have on the website. Nice. And I actually have had a chance to listen to a couple of them from the website. So once again, folks, I am going to make sure you've got uh, a link to EV to Elk Valley Paranormal in the show notes. So that way you can go and listen to these EVPs yourself because it's really interesting. It's really interesting. So what would be now you were saying, of course, something that we were talking about earlier before we started the show was everything just seems to be amping up. What do you think is going on? Uh, You know, there's just, the world is going crazy. (laughs) The world is just going freaking crazy. And there's so much negative energy out there. Everybody's upset. Um, You know, COVID shut down everything and everybody was just kind of stuck and didn't know what to do. That's, bred depression and, you know, other things, um, cause some fights at the house because, you know, a lot of people aren't used to staying home and they're just stuck there. And now you got to live with, even though that is your significant other, you might not be used to living with them 24 hours a day. You might be able to go to another place for a little while, eight hours or so, and then come back home and be, oh, hi, honey, I did miss you. But 
no, not during the shutdown. You couldn't do that. Um, that's caused a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, different things like that. People got to be on, te um, watch television more, watch the ghost stories more, get more mm -hmm. interested. Oh, well, let's try this. We, we don't have anything else to do tonight. Oh, you know? no. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's there's been a couple of, uh, well, the last two years, we've only done one, uh, two residential. Is that right? Yeah. Two residentials and two business investigations. Everything else was, and that's in the last two years. Right. Everything else was teaching people how to sage and bless their homes to get rid of all the negativity. Mm. So, and that's, you know, it's a good thing to know. It's, it's a good thing to have in your hip pocket if you need it. And uh, actually that the sage ritual I use that Mark gave me is in that third book as well in the very back. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. And yeah. So what do you think is one of the most interesting messages you've ever gotten through EVPs? Hmm. One of the most interesting messages. And it could be the funniest. It could be the thing that's the one that just sticks out to you the most. You know, I love my carmageny little old man. Uh, there was another <laughs> one that was, that was uh, a couple actually on uh, the second floor of the hospital. One was in recovery room and we were finishing up a spirit box session. And the spirit that came through said, thank you for letting us speak. And it was just as clear mm -hmm. as that. And the other one on the second floor was in an area that we have found is, uh, it just feels different. It, it feels ominous sometimes. And the EVP I got from that area, I knew somebody was following me again. And I said, come with me. And the EVP that I got later said, most most folks or most people don't let me out. Oh, oh, why? You know, why? Why did mm. they not let him out? Was he a psych patient? Mm. I, you know, I don't know. But that one kind of freaked me out. That's, <laughs> yeah. I, you don't know where that's coming from exactly. No. That's interesting. No. Uh -uh. But I, I mean, it's clear People and you're the one that you told before about thank you for letting us talk. That's not the first time I've heard people say that in terms of gathering evidence and they're like, come talk with us. Wow, that's cool. Mm -hmm. So, a quick call. So, I'm checking the chat here to see if there's been any updates. And Betsy has said that she is a genealogist, and that is true. Betsy is a very avid genealogist on top of being interested in the paranormal. She says she loves walking through ceremonies and listening for whatever might speak. Ooh. And hello, Tina, Tina Flurry from ghost life and thunderstruck paranormal. How's it going girl? Of my para family. And once you once you've been on the show, you're Parafam for life. So we, we got you forever, girl. <laughs> I love it. 
I love it. I'm part of the family. I'm here. Awesome. And we're so happy about that. Yay. <laughs> and even though Brandon, I can't see his face right now. He's stuck with me too. Oh, yep. Stuck. He's not safe. He's got two redheads now. <laughs> so sorry. So, so sorry. So before we wrap up tonight, why don't you tell us about your new book? Yeah, it will be out before Christmas this year. Wonderful. Don't have an exact date because I self-publish. Um, and when I say self-publish, I mean, not only am I taking those stories, putting them into um, good story form, um, putting them in order and putting the book together, then Amazon actually prints it for me. So, <laughs> so anyway, I have had so many people all over send me stories for this book so much so that there's probably going to be a second one. So it's, it's called, it's not goodbye signs from beyond. It's about our loved ones sending signs to us, uh, deathbed visits, near death experiences, animals that come back to say hi, anything like that visions and dreams that you have that are so real, you know, it has to be more than a dream. And it's amazing. I've even gotten a story all, all the way from the UK about wow. her grandfather and a cat that she had. And it is the sweetest story. It's so sweet. Uh, I've gotten several from, of course, my team members and people that we have in investigated. Um, they've sent stories in. It's been a little bit of everything and it's incredible. There's, there's over 75 stories and some of them are only a paragraph. Some of them might be a little bit longer, but there's a bunch, there's a bunch. So, and I started this back in 2020 and then lost my motivation. So a little bit about that and completely, completely lost it. Didn't get it back through that next year. And then in March I of this year, I decided, okay, I've got to, I've got to get this done. I've got too many people waiting on their stories to be read. And that's when the unexplainable or the, just the unimaginable happened. I lost my nephew and he was my baby. That was my baby. I don't have, I don't have children. And I always thank my sister for having him for me. He was 19 and a half going on forever. Oh, my. What and was his name? Wyatt. Wyatt Kip Johnson. And this book, after, after his funeral, I tell you, this, since, since April 6th, that's when we lost him. It's just not been easy. And I had to include, of course, his story in this book. But after I started writing it, I'm like, that's why I lost my motivation for two years. This book is supposed to be for him anyway. This is supposed to be a book for Wyatt. It's dedicated to him. It is. It tells his story, um, our heartbreak over it, and the signs that he's been giving us since April. It's amazing. He has been opening his bedroom door and turning his light on for his mom. Um, he has been 
she's seen him, uh, the reflection of his face in his favorite um, framed picture. It's just incredible the different things that he has come through and showed us and just, just kind of saying, checking in, miss you, love you. And we've just been broken without him. But anyway, that's what this book is all about. And so in dedication to him, I get to tell his story too. Absolutely. That's beautiful. And if it comes out around Christmas, it would definitely be all the more of a holiday miracle. So yeah, we'll be keeping your eyes open for it. And also keep your eyes open for all of Sin's books. They are all on Amazon, correct? Exactly. All right. And Sin, tell us where, how else we can find you and your team. Okay. We're on Facebook, Elk Valley Paranormal. Um, you can look me up, Sin Schrader Hill author. I've got my author page on there, or you can reach out through Elk Valley, the paranormal website or through Facebook website and send me a letter, send me an email, whatever you got. If you've got a question, ask. I might not know the answer, but I might be able to find out for you. And send her stories. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're like I'm, a keeper of stories. That's awesome. Yeah. And you I, know what I'm, else? Just, I'm just privileged that people are letting me tell their stories. It is a great deal of trust. Absolutely. And I think that trust, even over the wake of this past few years, I really think that trust is starting to grow. So one can only hope. And on that very hopeful note, Sin Schrader-Hill, thank you for joining us tonight. And thank you for hanging out with the chat. And Brandon, I hope I did well tonight. Hey! <laughs> and T uh, Brandon also said that you don't want to see his face right now. Um, Living Dead has nothing on him. Oh, feel better. Yes. Feel better. We send healing vibes and love to you, Brandon, and also to the rest of your family who is fallen ill. And thank you, Betsy, for saying good job and good job to Sin and all that. Gail, it's been great to see you and Tina. And yep, Brandon said we both rocked it. And you know what else we're going to rock? Thank you family, para family for listening to the para unity podcast. And if you listen to us via Apple, please take the moment to leave us a five-star review or just leave us a written review because we could use the feedback and it helps us make the show better. Also, it, you can listen to us on Google and Android and Stitcher and all the other major podcast outlets and platforms. You can even say, hey, Alexa, play Para Unity podcast. And we come up. It works. Trust me. If you like the show, please tell a friend. And if you want to be on the show, please contact us via our Gmail or even check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Also, if you're interested in giving us a little support and maybe buying us a cup of coffee, you know how much I love my coffee, come uh, visit us on our website and drop us a dime or two. 
<sighs> I think I got through it all. So on behalf of Brandon, I'm Whitney, and you have been listening to the show that brings our paranormal family closer together, the Para Unity Podcast. Bye, everyone.